Hello, this is Michael, and welcome to the Dreadcore. Hi guys, and welcome to um, today's episode of the Dread Core. Um, and today I'm joined by Chris, a regular co-host on Age of Empire. Hey, Chris. And today we're looking at the exciting uh, Adeptus Titanicus release that is coming out. Well, it is available to buy today if you're listening yeah. to this on day of release. And we have been very excited about this, haven't we? So very, very excited. You've ordered yours, haven't you? Yeah, mine's all. Or I didn't get the GM uh, box set in the end. I missed out like a few other people did that element, but oh uh, yeah, yeah, their their IT systems oversold it, and yeah, so but I'm not too uh, yeah I'm not heartened by that. They they offered you a good deal to yeah yeah. Okay, you know I paid one extra twenty one quid for two hundred quid's worth of stuff. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what it happens with concert tickets and stuff all the time, doesn't it? So, yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Understandable limitation of IT systems, but uh, yes. yeah. Well, I think everyone logged in on a ten, didn't they? That was the oh yeah, yeah, and obviously well, last week everyone was there poised. Yeah, I think so. I think I think obviously the demand has been underestimated, and of course, in the week leading up to it, everyone was uh, whinging about it, saying, "Oh, it's too expensive. It's never going to sell. No one's going to buy it." Yes, and then it sold out in uh, minutes. An eye and, yeah, absolutely. Which is great. Minutes, minutes. I know. I, it took a couple of hours, I think, for the Grandmaster Boxing Games Workshop in the, the UK to sell out, but it was sold out mm. in minutes in the US. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm surprised by that because obviously that was the big news. You know, the we got a pre-order date, uh, so it went on yeah. sale last Saturday, the 11th of August, to be available today, the 18th of August. Yep. So. Um, Hopefully my stuff should turn up. But, yeah. Uh, should we quickly look work. at what is actually on the on the release down here? It's at the bottom of the show notes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So obviously the big big box was the Grandmaster Edition. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. this was, I mean, crazy value for money now that we you know once now we know all the pricing is. Yeah, yeah, utterly, utterly yeah. brilliant value for money. Yeah. Um, it was one hundred and seventy five pounds or one hundred and forty element. And a number of other places, not to... Yeah, yeah, we pay... Me and Graham paid 150 at Battle Bunker in Sunderland. Cool, cool. So, because, um, you know, we knew we weren't going to get an element copy and... Yeah. Um, you know, Joss is a good guy, so um, we did we did that deal there. Um, yeah, you guys are down there a lot, aren't you? So it makes sense that you would... Yeah, well, it's, it's, our, it's, our, local, it's our friendly local, local shop, gaming shop. Yeah, yeah. So obviously yeah. what's in the box is you've got two Warlord Titans... Um, six Questorus Knights. You got the rule book. Um, eight command terminals. Twenty-four mission and stratum cards. Twenty dice. Um, reference sheets, templates, range ruler. You know the little plastic thing oh, they the, do the now. Inch, the inch measure is next. This all. This is all in. Sorry, this is all in inches now. Isn't it? so yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not like the old epic, which was in centimeters. It's in inches. So, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, um, guess uh, you know people are used to inches. It's really weird, you know, wargaming. It's all in inches, and some stuff that yes. was in centimeters is going to inches. Like I think um, the Batman game um, was in centimeters, but it's gone to inches. Oh, okay. Well, 
it makes sense. It's more of a yeah, us war gamers. We were a bit more backwards than uh, most yes. people. Yeah, we can't we can't handle metric. <laughs> Um, yeah, and you've got 28 weapon cards, a set of battlefield assets, and a set of Civitas Imperialis terrain. Yeah. So, well, actually, I think it works out as two Civitas Imperialis terrain. Yeah, I think it's more like the sector, isn't it? It's, it's not quite the sector. I think it's uh, quite there, but it's... Well, the sector has a lot, a lot more frames in it than the standard box. Mm. I think that's more like four times, because some people are saying it's three of them. But it's not. It's oh, actually okay. it's actually more like four of them. Uh, cool. Okay. So um, yeah. So it sold out virtually everywhere really really quickly. I mean, do you know the outpost in Sheffield? I've roughly heard of it. Yes. Yeah. Their their website um, went down until after <laughs> lunchtime because people were kept pressing refresh. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. People were keen. People were very keen. People want their giant tiny robots. Yes, they did. They did. Um, <laughs> they did, and uh, that went out, you know, obviously very quickly. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, and, and it's expunged from the work, Games Workshop site now as well. So, oh, yeah, I saw it was on sold out. I didn't realize it. They'd uh, they've taken it off the site altogether. Completely. But well, that's, that's apparently, right. a reprint may come in February, depending on if the demand well, was there. Well, I think they know the answer to that. Yeah, I think they do. <laughs> I think the demand was definitely there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was fantastic. Well, it was a good idea because, you know, they, they meant they could put the product out there. You bought it all as one box it, and it, it was a good way for them to sort of put their toe in the water, as it were. Yeah, and I suppose with something so big and expensive, you know, is and it being a specialist game, you know, you, you can't necessarily, you know, make as many. You know, if you made as many as we'd like them to have made. Yes. Then there's a you know there's a, there's a chance that that they may have ended up having quite a few of them on the shelf unsold. Yes, and that's that's the last thing they want. Yeah, and it's the last thing we want as well because it could yeah. have you know in a sense meant Oops. that uh, you know meant that uh, um, you know the game they may have interpreted it as no support for the game. So yeah, which is just fatal. Yeah, I suppose they, they they were in a rock and a hard place. I think on this one. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. they, they made the they made the best choice, I think, ultimately. Well, I think lots of people might disagree with that one, but because um, I think we had a week of people complaining, saying uh, they're not buying it, they're out. You know, one hundred and seventy-five yeah. quid was too much, and obviously in Australia it was a lot more than that. And so, I mean, exchange rates are uh, you know, not going to be anyone's um, a friend at any point, really, these days. No, they aren't. They aren't. Yeah. So um, the other, so going on to the other releases, you have the rule yeah. set. So that's got yeah. that was thirty five pounds or twenty eight pounds at Element Games, um, and that's got your rule book, your twenty four mission instruction cards, uh, the Titan weapon cards, twenty eight of them, twenty yeah. dice, reference sheet, to template, range ruler, and the battlefield assets and command templates. Yeah. Just so. talk about the weapons cards. Yeah. Do we? I suppose we don't really know, but do we think that they're going to have all of the weapons that they're going to do for the Titans in them? Um, as far as I'm aware, it has. It's... Well, I can have a look at the weapon card pack because that is seven pounds fifty. By the way, it's direct only, oh, yeah. so we can have a look and see what's in the pack there. They've got twenty six cards. Um, so you've got two carapace mounted bolter array cards, 
two carapace mounted paired turbo laser destructor cards, um, two carapace mounted paired laser blaster cards, two carapace mounted paired gatling okay. blaster cards, two carapace mounted apocalypse launcher cards. So you've got quite a few, you know, yeah, carapace. So I, just... I mean, there's even carapace weapons there <clears throat> that they don't do for the big warlord titan. So yeah, and we don't have the actual sort of packs for these. Yeah. Yeah. Do we? We only have the yeah um, that, missile launchers and the yeah the, the turbo laser structures. Is it the volcano can? cannons? The volcano cannons. Sorry. Yeah, and there's four 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 pack four cards for them. Four yeah. for the Sun Fury plasma annihilator cards. Two for Mori Quake cannon cards. Three for Ariok Titan power claw cards, and three for arm mounted macro Gatling blaster cards. So. There's quite a few weapons there yeah um in that pack that's nice variety to um, to look forward to down the line yeah i don't know if the cards in the pack if that includes reaver weapon cards or and warhound weapon cards well that's so. just the well, it says the warlord battle titan weapon card pack, well, doesn't it? so i'm guessing that, that's, that's just going to be it, this pack is just warlord weapons yeah, yeah. but i don't so, know if the if the rules pack has um has cards for reavers and um and uh, uh, war, warhounds. We shall, we shall find out today, I guess. Yes, we will when we open our copies. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're recording this on the Thursday, so <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I will be heading Look down. I will be heading down to Battle Bunker first thing Sunday morning. Um, the wife booked a cheese fest ticket, so um, I've had well, to. I mean, you can't come between a woman and her cheese. No, no, not with Lindsay. Um, and Megan, they've got tickets for Cheese Fest, so um, I, I, I've had to make sure that the timings are right. But um, yes. they're going to be able to take me there, bring me back, but not much time yet, you know, in between. Yeah. So I think um, I'll be answering that awkward question that I always get. So what's in the box then? Wow. Because it might not be delivered to my work. So. Uh, no. It, yes. Where's it being delivered to? To my my work. So it'll be. Oh, so what's in the big box? Wow. It's robots. Yeah, it's six-inch high plastic robots. Yes, yeah. it just says twenty-eight wet Titan weapon cards. Yeah, so um, obviously yeah. not as many as in the Warlord pack, but in the Warlord pack you get quite a few multiples. So yeah, I'm guessing so we are going to get Reaver and Warhound cards, War- but we'll yeah. find out today. Yes. Yeah. So Perfect. so what else is there on on order? So, so there's we, the the Warlord Titan itself. Yeah, the the Warlord Titan itself. I mean, I've seen one of them in the flesh now. Um, I saw it at Battle Bunker, and it is phenomenal. Yeah, I saw. Oh, well, I, um, I saw it in the flesh before, actually. At a... I popped into the Dice Saloon in Brighton. Yeah, and um, uh, sort of our local shops, it were, and they had one that they assembled, and yeah, it just looks just looks cool as. Yeah, because I think the support for it to retailers has been fantastic. I mean, Battle Bunker got they only ordered six copies of the Grand Master box. Mm. But they were still sent the equivalent of two Grand Master boxes, more or less, um, yeah. in promo material. Wow. So, you know, they've, like I say, they've supported this product really well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. They've really, yeah, they've got it out there, which is good. Because I suppose they want, them, they want it to have that presence. Yeah. Especially, you know, these days, there's a lot of miniature games out there. Yeah, so... It's a problem they've had in the past with things where they've put a product out there, perhaps not supported it as well as they should have done. 
Um, I reckon a dread fleet for a, for a starter. I don't know. Was that not more of a one-off board game? Yeah, but it, I think they just sort of... So they did a few bits about it and then they sort of gave up and let it sort of disappear somewhere. I still have that to paint at some point. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, friend George is in the same boat, for lack of a better phrase. Um, yeah, but no, anyway, yes, more, more, more small, tiny robots that we want to destroy stuff with. Yeah, so they're £65 um, individually yes. or 52 yeah. at Element Games. Um, I think it does go up after release. Because it's twenty percent off at the big, uh, in week of release, and then fifteen yeah. percent off afterwards. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So right now it's fifty-two quid, um, yeah, so but it's, it's an impressive kit. three or four quid. It's a big quit. It's a big kit. You know, it's like the size yeah. of a knight. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just looks amazing. Yeah, I, I am slightly nervous about painting all of these models. I don't know. I think I've got. For the frame, at least, I think I've got a method that I'm going to, that's going to be all right. And it, it, it's not going to be too sophisticated. It's going to be lead belcher spray, um, Agrax Earthshade wash, Necron compound, mm. then Stormhost silver on the, um, the, the moving rods of the pistons. Yeah, just to bring them out, pick them out a bit. Yeah, and maybe, so, and maybe things like the, um, uh, the, the, the railings. On the back and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, because you've got the, the access port at the back, haven't we? Really? Yeah, and then some sepia wash in the pistons themselves to look like oil. Oh yeah, that's good idea. And then obviously just it's just the armor plates beyond that. Maybe some gold. Yeah, that's... Obviously some gold as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, try and avoid that if I can. Hmm. I've made a made a vow to myself to to paint them entirely different. Different. Yeah. So um, the yeah. other the other model that we've got at the minute is your um, Imperial Knights. So yeah, so you, you get one of each, don't you? Basically, you get a, a warden, uh, paladin, parent, and a paladin as well. So yeah, yeah, one of each. Um, uh, and the thing at the um, at the tactics seminar at Warhammer Fest, it was emphasised that um, a mixture of knights in a in a single banner is is the um, optimal way to do it. Okay. Because they, because um, if, because we'll obviously we'll move on to the live stream game later on, that they that they did earlier this this month, but um, you've got things like the crusade, the not the crusader, the the warden, um, is yeah. great at taking down void shields. Okay, so that's what you sort of. Yeah, so you'd use the the warden to take down the wardens to take down the void shields, because they give out a lot of you know low strength shots. Yeah. And then you'll be Lucian's using it fire. errant to really try and do some big damage on on the on the on the um on the on the, guys, on the, on the, on the Titans themselves. Breed, yeah, exactly. So they're they and then obviously they can get up close and do some damage. But yeah, it was said, you know, knights, mixed mixed um mixed units are the be- are the best way to go. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah, so I've I've ordered an extra box of these. Mm-hmm. So I was toying with the idea of using squads of each of the options, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I might see how that goes. It's worth. Have you seen the live game yet? I haven't had a chance to sit down and power through it, but I've um, 
I've read interesting things to so. say. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't last too long. It's maybe an hour, hour and a bit, hour and a quarter, because yeah. it's only the, it's only the Grand Master Box itself. Yeah. Um. So it's not a particularly long game, uh, and that's a mission that they said they're going to release, um, on the Warhammer Community site, um, at, at, on release. So, oh, okay. hopefully, we'll get that today, if not Monday. So it's a little mission where you're rescuing a Titan, stranded Titan crew. Oh, cool. Okay, so you've got scenery, which is obviously very important in this because you've got to put in things that block your um, yeah. block your Titans from moving. Um, and we've got the Civitas... Block your volcano cannons. Well, yeah, block, block your volcano cannons, yeah. Um, and places for your knights to hide behind. <laughs> so you've got two sets. You've got your, your Civitas Imperialis which is two frames of each, because there's two frames of buildings. There's a large frame and yeah. a medium frame, they called it. And you've got two frames of each sense. in the Civitas Imperialis. And then in the, in the Imperialis Sector, which is £75 or £60 at Element Games, the Civitas Imperialis is £25 or t- uh, at Game Workshop and £20 at Element yeah. Games. So the Civ- Imperial Sector, Imperialis Sector, sorry, is eight eight frames of each. So it's like four boxes of the Civitas Imperialis. Yeah, and that's again, that's that's saving you money. Yeah, saving you money. But one thing Games Workshop are good at when they do box sets is saving you money. Yeah, yeah. Can they? I suppose from the pictures, it looks like they're sort of you've, you've got a bit of variety in the way you can build them, so that's quite good. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, I, if you were, if anyone was at the Forge World Open Day, there are lots of. Lots of different photos of what you can do with these that have been knocking around. People have built skys- skyscrapers or big, all-encompassing, massive buildings. I even saw a train station. Oh, uh, yeah, because obviously we know that there's uh, a train down the line. Well, we hope there's a train down we the line. there's a train down the line. <laughs> train down the line. They said that I asked, when, when will these be released? And they said yes. But another guy, uh, Ben Greaves, um, asked and he was told no. Oh. Uh, Ben's all right, you know. Ben's a good guy, so I trust, you know, and they know him, so yeah, they may have said no to him, and maybe they thought that I was thinking, I was asking about the um, uh, the what what you call it, the the scenery or the board. So, all oh, right, yeah, but we'll see. But then again, when people were asking when Fortwell did that um, dock or loading area back in the day, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the big scenery area, and they were saying, can we get these containers? Um, eventually, they did release the Munitorium armored containers. And now we see those all over the place, don't we? So. Yes, I, I literally just built <laughs> and painted six of them today. <laughs> and, 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 and as we're sitting here, I am putting together all the, the, the Promethean barrels oh, right, to make yeah. some scatter terrain with. Because <laughs> um, there's a lot of them, so I put some of them together and I'll make yeah. little bits. Of, it won't do much, but it might do something. Uh, <laughs> But that's forty. But that's 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 going back to that's, you know the big twenty eight skill game, um, twenty eight mil scale game. Okay, so then you've got two. Um, then you've got the Adeptus Titanicus, the two command terminal packs. Yeah, they're fifteen pounds each. They're direct only. So there's a Warlord Battle Titan command pack, and you've got five command terminals for Warlord Titan. War, sorry, Warlord Titans. I put Warhounds in the notes here. Yes, but it's Warlord. It Titans, and that's just five of the terminals. You get two in the rules pack, and two yeah, in the Grandmaster box. So, fielding five warlords—that just that sounds slightly terrifying. That you might ever need to do that. 
it's the kind of thing that I think someone will be splitting between people rather yeah. than buying yeah. for themselves individually because I, I, you know, the points that we have kind of seen, you know, we haven't seen much in the way of points, but I think what's it's about 300 and about 400 points for a warlord, I believe. Yeah. Plus the weapons, something like that. Plus the weapons. So I can't see anyone wanting to play with more than two. No, not unless they're, not unless you're really going for it big scale. Yeah. yeah, with, yeah. Like, with like three or four people. But I suppose, you know, some people will not be buying. Well, why would you, why wouldn't you buy the rules pack? It comes with the temp, the turning templates. Yeah. yeah. Um, suppose if they want to buy a massive army of warlords, uh, warlords, so. Yeah. Well, they want to collect several mana pools. Yeah. They're, they're, I can't think they'd do it without a reason. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then there's the Axiom Battle Line Mana Pool Command Terminal. Again, £15. Um, you've got a terminal for a Warlord, two Reavers, and two Warhounds. So five command terminals, just like the Warlord pack, but this is for the Axiom Mana Pool. Yes, yeah, so this has got the nice the spread of the... Yeah. And this is, it's interesting that they released this sort of straight off the bat, because we're not going to get the Reaver and the Warhound for a while. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing, yeah. there's nothing special, apparently, in the... Um, in the the terminal packs either there's not like no. a um there's not like any bonus rules or anything like that you just get the terminals you just get the terminals but it gives again it gives us a you know an, an early insight into the the cost of things like a warhound it's 180 points plus its weapons well that'll be in yeah. the rule book as well yeah as well the um as will the um, oh, yeah, true. and uh, and we get we get all these terminals in the uh, we get one you know two of each terminal in the rule pack. So you don't necessarily need to buy this if you bought the rule pack. But I suppose if someone's splitting a rule pack between them, yeah, you know, yeah, then it's you've fine. got the. But obviously, this refers to the Axiom Maniple, which uh, James Hewitt on the various groups says is the best, the the most balanced Maniple, as it were. Doesn't say best. He says balanced. Balanced. Yes. Which often, which often translates to. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, so that that mana pull is one warlord, one reaver, one warhound, and then you can take an optional reaver and an optional warhound. Well, I think we'll be. So I think we'll see a, a fair few. Well, these. I think it's. Yeah. I think, well, I still at this point, but I think. You know, that's people will be using like their old Titanicus models as well. I should think at least for the next six weeks or so. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying that on uh, on the various groups. They've been saying, "Well, I, I, I'm going to use this old Warhound until until I get my new, yeah, until right. I get my actual one." And that's that's all cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I think the Axiom will be the the maniple that I think we see. You know, most people will start with. That's yes, the, that's the maniple I'm going to start with. Yes, it's going to be the sort of crusade army list, basically, isn't it? For heresy, you know, it's that yeah default. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, so that's that's what's coming out for Titanicus in in the first wave. Yeah. And hopefully, we'll see a second wave not too long afterwards. Never know. There yeah. might be even there might have even been some um, stuff on Forge World yesterday. Yeah, this is true because. Oh, <laughs> So the problem with we're doing recording this on a Thursday tomorrow just may be full of excitement for us. Yeah, and never know. And, and we won't be able to tell people about it. Yeah. Um, okay. So 
Right, in the week leading up to the pre-order, we got like a week of articles with a look at the game. There's an index now on Warhammer Community. Um, but So we got a few articles, so we want to quick take a quick look at these. Yeah, yeah. So we got a... Monday was, what is Adeptus Titanicus? Yeah. Um, so I think that's pretty self-evident. Yeah, if, you're, if you're looking at this page, if you're, if you're looking at that page, you know what you're looking at. Yeah, yeah. And there's a nice interview with, uh, with uh, Chris and Andy talking about the... Um, the actual models and the um and the game itself so yeah uh that's that's quite a nice little little video to watch there and it's got a little bit of it it's got quite a bit of information you know you've got the dice um photos of the models um some previews of the book so it's quite a it's not a bad little thing there and um, yeah good good shot of the um the warlord titan um uh what you call it um command terminal which yeah. if i have a look at here yeah the warlord titan is 385 points plus weapons and then it's got here the weapons it comes with um the apocalypse missile launchers are 15 points then the beliosa volcano cannon are 55 points that's it this is, you know it's gonna be really easy to get big point games in yes because you don't need that many models yeah, no, absolutely. Which, again, to be fair, is probably another reason why they haven't too deeply discounted these models, as it were. You know, they priced them. It's a premium game, and they priced it at a premium price. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because um, you know, you're not going to need a lot of them to play the game. So, it, and, and, if they had heavily discounted them, they're never going to make any money on it. Yeah, they've got to recoup the money on the game. Yeah. You know, we've got to be we've got to be fair. There's no point in Games Workshop, selling us a game that's cheap, that's going to not make its money back. If it doesn't make its money back, we might not get other specialist games like Battlefleet Gothic. And also they might not feel the need to support this game either. You know, if it's not generated from cash, what's the interest in you know, them as a business? Yeah. You know, and as, as you know, heresy players, you know, we've seen that you know, making cuts to you know, a lot of stuff's gone last chance to buy because they wasn't making the money. And I think, you know, they're getting a bit more savvy about that. And I think they're, you know, they're realistic about these things now. I think I think pricing reflects that. Yeah, and we've got to be realistic as well. Um, we can't, you know, they're not in this for the goodness of our, the goodness of their own hearts. They're in this to make money. Yeah, So absolutely. But then again, £65 for a kit the size of the wall or Titan is about right. Yeah, 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 you know, compared to other other kits that they've done in the past. So, and yeah, it, it moves on and it talks about how this. The article talks about how this game is more of a st- deep strategic game. And yeah, it's got the three ways to play, like the um, like forty k and Age of Sigma. Yeah, you've got the um, uh, narrative. Oh, where's the thing going? Matched and open. Yes, that's it. Yeah, which. To be honest, as I, I still play 40k, I play Age of Sigmar, and I actually quite like having those three modes of game. Yeah, because uh, different situations, different people you play with. Yeah, and it's good to have rules for dealing with different situations. Yeah. It works. Um, okay, so the second article, what was the second article? It was um, Adeptus Titanicus. It was about the setting. Yeah, it was about the setting. So obviously... This is a Horus Heresy podcast. We're covering this because it is set in the Horus Heresy. Thankfully. Otherwise, uh, we'd have had some difficult conversations to have. 
Well, if it wasn't set in the Horus Heresy, you probably wouldn't have covered it. Or we'd have to launch another podcast to cover it that wasn't associated. And that just gets into a whole level of uh, complexity. Yeah, twisted. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so they've got a nice little video in there of a a general bit of lore by a um, a, a Mechanicum adept. Um, Nice little primer. Uh, Because the original, obviously the original um, Adeptus Titanicus was set in the Horus Heresy. Yeah. And uh, gave us, you know, began a lot of the lore around the Horus Heresy. So it's nice to see it going full circle. Fleshed it out. Yeah. Which is always good. The more you, you know, the more you can expand on things. Plus it's easy to just do two sides. You know, that are more or less identical. Yeah. You know, from a a setup point of view. I mean, they have said, you know, maybe later on the line they'll do, um, they'll do uh, Beast Arises, but... Okay, but yeah, in the initial we've got um, see how we go with this first, and yeah, and then you know they move on. There's lots of nice pictures in here, lots of information like you've got the death of Talon um, and the um, Titan Death at uh, Beta Garmin. We're getting a book on Titan Death in um, I think December. Yeah, I was going to say it's due December time, isn't it? Yeah, um, who's writing that again? It's Guy Haley. Yeah, Guy Haley. Is it Guy Haley? Um, I think it's, yeah, Guy Haley, yeah, yeah, Guy Haley, yeah, I was just reading the thing there. For some reason, I was getting this image in my head, is it James French? But no, no, it's Guy Haley, so. Um, and we've seen the cover for Titan Death as well. Yes. That looks absolutely fantastic. Just looks great. Yeah, you've got the the, the warlords going up against the the Imperator, and it sort of... Yes, so you never know, we may get those. Oh, it'd be nice to get an Imperator. But then yeah. again, they've been they, they nobody. Uh, it's the scale that that throws yeah, it off. That, yeah, yeah. Because the the warlord titan in Adeptus Titanicus is thirty meters odd tall. Yes. And then they've said before, again, there are different you know sources on what size an imperator is, but I've heard you know differing sizes ranging from fifty meters to a hundred meters. Yeah, but because there's that. Piece of artwork, isn't there, with the fire wasps? Yes, where yeah. Where they're doing a parade. And it, it's twice as big. Yeah. At least. So, yeah, I think the model would be massive, ridiculous, but you know. But we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. You never know. Yeah, you never lots, know. Lots of lovely imagery. We never thought article. we'd see a warlord for heresy, did we? Let's be honest. So. No, no, no. We didn't think we'd see a, a, a twenty-eight mil warlord. Um, we all thought it was going to be too impractical, too too ridiculous, and then obviously we got one, and it is and it, yeah. a phenomenal it's, one. It's, it's brilliant. It's just crazy expensive. Yes, crazy expensive. <laughs> I'd love one, but I've got nephews that are smaller than it. <laughs> so, you know, the girls have said no. Yes. Um, that plus, you know, being an unemployed person. Well, well, surely you just make a costume for one of them and just get them to the stand around on the battlefield for oh i have seen yeah. when people do stuff like that yeah, get, yeah. there was a um, road to terror put a video up of this is a warhound being deployed and it was like a little pug being being popped on the on the gaming table oh dear um oh dear yeah that's the that's rspca territory right there yeah um <laughs> okay so the anyway, yeah, so. yeah so the the next article was the um designing the models and talking yeah. about the deep Bigulization process. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought this was really interesting, actually. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. Obviously, another video with Chris and Andy, um, which was clearly recorded at the same time as the first one. Yes. <laughs> but I suppose, you know, do it all at the same time. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, sit down for an hour or so, I guess, and then just... Yeah, and, and there's a lot of cool stuff here, like them saying, you know, the, um, you know, uh, and we've got to go look at the Warhounds. Yeah, which is the, the exciting thing. Yeah, there. There's, we'll put some photos of these in the show notes, but... I'm sure you've all seen them by now, but the Legio Kratos Warhounds, and they just look amazing. Yeah. They just, yeah. There's, there's not really another word to describe them, is there? No. They, they no. look mean and, you know. Exactly how a warhound They look like they said the tin. Yeah, exactly how a warhound should look. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, yeah, interesting article on um, how, you know, they scaled everything down. And yeah, get a look so. at the sprues, and there's some of the details. I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah, I mean, it was just uh, the pros, like him talking through the process of, of what they went through to to get them to, to you know down to this scale, and it's like saying that they've had to physically measure up the parts from the existing Reaver and Warhound. Yeah, so, yeah. Because they couldn't, you know, there was no other real way to do it. Yeah, I mean, there, there the is 3D scanning, but um, as I said, it was a little bit limited in what yeah. in, in, in its ability to do what they wanted it to do. Um, so, uh, in my work, we do a lot of 3D, I work at Bespoke Jewelers, so we do a lot of 3D design, 3D scanning and things like that. So, that, you know, there are limitations to it. So, for them to, you know, doing what they're doing with this so you know i wasn't surprised that they had to do other you know sort of manual measurements and manual yeah yeah um, well i think there was he said at warhammer fest that they, he'd spent five months doing rivets alone yeah on the on one of the titans that's a lot of rivets isn't it? you know just getting them so it looked so it looked right um because that's what he's that's all chris has done for two years he yeah, joined, just... joined Games Workshop two years ago. He's a vehicle designer. Um, and the only piece of work he's had released in that whole time is the Dwarf Death Roller. Oh, really? Yes. But he only did the vehicle. Okay, yeah. Um, someone else designed the, the Dwarf. So, you know, I finally... think he, he, he can look at what he's done and be very proud, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if... Uh, I've yet to see anyone or speak to anybody that doesn't think that all of these models look amazing. Yeah, they do. They do. They look absolutely fantastic. So, you know, but it's going to be interesting. And as I said, we've got a good look at the sprues. You've got the skeletons all on one, on one sprue. You've got the armor plates on another sprue. And it's interesting because you actually get, I think, three different big armor plates for parts of it. Yeah, so you get the... So the, the the middle bit between the curved sections, you get a um, Titan Legia one, a plain one, and then one with the Eye of Horus on it. Yeah, which is quite a cool idea because I was our podcast symbol involves the Eye of Horus, and I hadn't really realised that they were doing a moulded bit with this on. Yeah. So I was, as I spoke to you and Graham the other day, I was trying to source small eye of horror symbols but now that i know that they're on there i may just use the the molded ones if that makes sense mm. so you're doing a traitor legion 
Yeah, yeah, it has to be, I think. Fair enough. I suppose you've got loyalist armies for 28 mil. Exactly. These, these are going to be entirely different. Nice. Um, cool. Uh, and, then, and then the weapons and heads are on a whole different sprue. Yeah, it's a, it's a really well planned out kit, I think. Because people I've done it in the past, especially with my custodes, is I get a sprue, I spray the sprue. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just base the, base the sprue one colour. If I can do that for these guys, I just have to base the sprue all um, vulgar metal, I always call it, but it's got a different name these days. Yeah, lead belcher. Yeah. You know, before I even take anything off of there and not have to worry about other parts of the model. Well, that's just. It was said that for a lot of the stuff, the contact points where, you know, obviously the, the, the sprue hits the, the, the model is in places that will be hidden mm. when it's built. Oh, that's cool. So, so really... Um, yeah, so, so it, it, I, I believe it is possible to build it on, you know, paint it on sprue and then, yeah. and then put it together and not see anything. But depends on your painting method. Some, the, there's yeah. one painting guide out there right now um from i can't remember i will i will look up the guy now um because i literally just watched it a little while ago and it more or less confirmed that uh, it's a it it is a reasonably i'm just trying i can't remember the name you know i mean ruddy brain damage um (laughs) twg twg yeah did a did a legio griffionicus um painting garden he put a lot of it together Okay, and then and then and then painted it. Then went for it. Oh, yeah, cool. I think he kept the weapons separate, the um, the head off, and all the armor panels off. That's it. I suppose yeah, it's, like I said, it's gonna be down to what people. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Pa- painting guides are all you know, especially with with fresh models. Painting guides are always gonna be our friend because you know. We're all going to be learning from scratch with these guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of hoping that there is a, you know, Games Workshop put out a Warhammer TV yeah. tutorial with Duncan on it because these do require whole new levels of a, uh, of thinking when it comes to yeah. painting. You know, because uh, oh. we we know how to paint the Space Marine basically at this point. Yeah, he says, you know, not having painted a Space Marine for three years, but you know, we we know how to paint a 28 mil marine-sized figure or variation thereof. But these aren't dreadnoughts and they're not big knights. They're a, you know, there's a lot more intricacy to these guys. Yeah. It'll have to be very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the, the, um, the, yeah, the, so... The, the fourth... Four part. article was the, the getting started, wasn't it? Yeah, getting started, so... Um, it was, you know, saying getting started, so it's, you know, get the rule set, this is, yeah. start a battle group. So again, it suggested going for the axiom. Um, and then it was sort of saying you've got maniple, um, you know, the axiom have a, um, a maniple, uh, you know, they've got maniple traits. So little rules that, that, that make them think for us. So for the yeah. axiom it has here, uh, if a Titan from this maniple fails a command check, when an order is issued to it, 
in the issue orders step of the strategy phase, orders can still be issued to the rest of the Titans in this mana pool. So from that, I'm guessing if you fail an order, you stop. Yes. Normally. So. That's it. There's a lot of um, supposition, isn't it? We're all sort of getting tiny bits of like breadcrumbs right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, so. and then you've got your allied knights. Um, so, you know, suggesting put, 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 pull the knights together uh, as allied. Yeah. I think you can get... Yes, you've got no limits to the knights you can get. Um, and a banner is between three and six, I think. Yeah, I believe you can have three yeah. between three and six and a single banner. Yes. So there's that. So there's that, right? that. And then it suggests, you know, just getting some additional titans. Yeah, just go buy another three warlords so you can, you know, really go for it. Yeah. Um, so that's a, a decent article. And then you've got the, the last one of that week was the miniature showcase. So the, 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 the miniature showcase. So they're showing off a lot of the painted models that people have done. Just looking and this is a, so it was looking at this article because it gave me the the idea of what I'm gonna do paint paint wise with my legion so that was so I definitely found that quite useful. Yeah. So you got Anuja's Legio um uh the Deep Dwellers Necessus which I think he said is a is a um a sea under the sea based legion. Yes. Which sounds quite cool. It does. Yeah, and then you've got Chris Drew, the sculptor, his um his Legio Kratos. Um Which I think um Graham's looking to do is I think a few people are gonna be doing those because of their connection with Talan. Yeah, and the Iron Warriors, so plus they've got the coolest low gothic name, Godbreakers. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So that's yes. Cool. Um and then you've got Knightly Allies, so they've got some ones here of uh uh, House Vespidia, um, which is quite nice, and then some others. Um, House House Mordred, um, but yeah, so so some nice examples of what you can do with these models. Yeah, because there's no, there's a lot of variations in there. There's a lot of, I suppose it's, you know, you've got that House the Mordred ones, and out of the three there, no two are painted exactly the same, which is quite good on the on the knights. Yeah, yeah, they're all they're all pretty good. So that was that was the first week of articles. Yeah, and then um, and then we got um, then we got uh, some more articles this week. So we we've got everything up until Thursday. There was a, there wasn't one on Monday. Tuesdays was about the uh, Titan Legions. Yeah. Um. So this was giving some basic inf- background information for the Titan Legions, and then confirming the two Titans that have got rules in the main rulebook. So you've got Legio Griffonicus, who are obviously for the loyalists. Um, and they've got their, their rules. So, um, yeah. Lust so, for glory, isn't it? Their trait. Lust, lust for glory. And then you've got Tempestus, which but obviously it's for the, the, the traitors, but um, Tempestus um, actually fought on both sides. That makes. I suppose there's a. Was I reading the other day about a, there was another legion that did that as well? Was that a made up one? I imagine oh, there were no. quite a few legions yeah. that 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 fought on both sides. But Tempestus, the, the on Mars, the loyalists um, fought um, at the Battle of the Magma City, 
um, and pretty much were all wiped out. And then a lot of the ones who were on, on deployment uh, remained loyal to Horus. So Tempestus is one that's good for if you just want to collect one 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 legion, type type legio, and, and you want to swap sides, yeah. So they've got rules in the main book, which is uh, glory in death. Yeah. So you know they can attack when they've been, when they're about to die. I wonder if it'll have uh, um, in the rulebook sort of generic legion traits. I don't like know. We used to have in the old Imperial Guard. Hopefully, books. But we'll be having um, there will be Titan Death, the the yeah, campaign we'll book. The campaign books aren't there. So. Following up, which I'm hoping if Titan, if Titan Death the novel is December. I'm hoping that Titan Death, the campaign book, will be December as well. One could yeah, hope. Yeah, tie them up together, I should think. Yeah, it would make logical sense. One can hope. Yeah. Um, uh, and I hear rumours that it's actually going to be more like a black book than... Oh, OK, wow. Well. So... Well, if, it's, if it's anything like the black books, then we know it's going to be a, it's going to be a weighty tome, surely. Yeah, yeah. But we don't know. We just don't know. So we'll, hopefully no. we'll find out soon. Um, so yeah, so you've got, so you've got that one. And then the Wednesday's article was founding a Titan Legion. So, um, I forget what exactly what this was. This was sort of, um, about sort of building your, building your fluff. And but yeah, building your own coming legion. Up with the concept, things like that. Cause you don't have to follow the rules for, you know, you don't have to stick with the one the one Titan, Titan Legion that, that's preset in the fluff, you can, you know, build your own. Yeah, I think, I mean, Warhammer's always given you that scope to do that with anything, really, hasn't it? Yeah. Heresy's slightly different, but... And there were lots of Titan Legions around in the yeah. Heresy. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's very much unlike the Space Marines. With the Space Marines, there were only 18 chapters. Sorry, Legions, Legions. not chapters. Oh, God. Thinking. Thinking That's the other game. Yeah, yeah. There are 18 um, legions to choose from, whereas with, uh, with you know, Legio Titanicus, there are literally hundreds of, yeah. you know, if not thousands. Big, small. Yeah, you know, of Titan legions to choose from. So you don't have to be tied down to just, you know, one that is... Uh, that, that, that exists absolutely in the fluff only. I think it's going to be, it's going to be good to see what people can do. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's some nice stuff there. I mean, this the guy that they chose, um, Graham, um, from the um, the Warhammer community, about his, um, his, his legion that w- was from the old, you know, the old game, when it, when it was Epic Armageddon. Yes. Yeah, he, he played them then, hadn't he? And then he'd... Sort of return to them now, knowing that you know, yeah, adding to this, adding to his story, basically. Yeah, and that's cool. Okay, yeah. and then um, today's today's article um, is about the stratagems and battlefield assets. So obviously, you've got little this. battlefield assets, which people have been wondering what they are, um, and we get an explanation now about what they are. Yeah. Also, this article gives us again just that. A little bit more information about points. <clears throat> yeah. Sort of because you've got the, the skirmish, the confrontations, and the epic clashes. Yeah, yeah. Like so, we get the we get the points levels for for the kind of games that you'll be playing. Yeah. So so here it suggests for 
a skirmish game, uh, 700 to 1,250 points. Um, so that's, that's pretty much what you're going to, you know, that's, um, you know, the, the, the entire components out of the Grandmaster box set, for instance, on each side. Yeah, yeah, I think so. it might be more than that, but I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. I think the, the, the minimum might be that, yeah. but, but it suggests that would be under two hours to play a game of that level. Um, and then you've got the, um, you've got the, the confrontation 1,250 to 1,750, which reckons is around three hours. Um, and then, um, and then you've got the Epic Clash, which is up to, which is from 1,750 right up to, uh, two and a half thousand points, which reckons two to three hours. And then you've got for those various levels, you've got recommended stratagem points and underdog margins. So the underdog margins are, um, you know, uh, a, a, a yeah. force with a lower battle um, battle uh, um, power level, not power level, um, points, points, get additional points to spend on um, stratagems. Yeah. Which is actually, to be fair, a pretty, pretty decent way to go about it. Yes, yeah, it's a good way of helping to balance out games between people that, you know, uh, might not have a, an equal collection of you know, so you haven't got to worry too much about fielding two thousand points against your your opponent because you might have, you know, you may not have wanted to buy that extra that titan, but then you can still get that, you know, shared level sort of level battlefield experience. Yeah, so it's sort of like, uh, okay, so you know, we'll, we'll balance it out more or less. Yeah. Which is nice. Which is what we want. Yeah, yeah exactly. We, we want yeah. nice, balanced games. Um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, forces... Uh, with such a limited range of models, um, sometimes you aren't going to be able to to get an exact point match. No. no, absolutely. And this lets you do that. So that's that's pretty good. It's something I wish, you know, you would have in, you know, the, the, the main game as well. If you are so far under, you get yeah. additional bonuses. Which would be nice, but you know, uh, thankful. I think the thing with the main game is that the, you know Horus Heresy anyway is there's so much granularity you can pretty much get to a points level. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not diff- you know it's not difficult to you know a, yeah just get to get to any unless you're going to sort of a really big army. Yeah, it's not very it's not very difficult to spend three thousand points. No, no, and then we've but, got. Then we've got our different, you know, stratagems, and it yeah. gives, you know, examples of these stratagems. Um, so you've got three different types: ranged support, ter- tertiary objectives, and tricks and tactics. And it gives examples of, of of some of them and their costs. So yeah, the thing with the um, like the, the tertiary ones is that the two examples they've got is that they can be used during match play. Mm-hmm. It's quite interesting. So that's so you know, there are going to be some in there that aren't suitable for other game types, which is quite good. Yeah, I think there's only. Oh, sorry about that. Taking off. Yeah, gotta gotta keep the window open in the studio at this time of year because it just <laughs> yeah, gets too hot otherwise. Yeah, but there are 18 different stratagems, and I mean, I suppose that means that potentially we could be looking at more stratagems later on. Um, yeah. Getting added with other campaign books and such. 
So which is, yeah, expand the game, um, expand the player experience, basically, which is good. Yes. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, and that covers all the articles that we've got up until this point of recording. So, yeah. Yeah, we've got a, also at the bottom, it's got a brief sort of description of what a couple of the assets are. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes it's got the, sort of what they, what they actually got, the macro cannon, um, and the communications relay are the ones that they've um, put on then. It shows how sort of useful these things are going to be. Yeah, so, so as more models are released and people are building up their legios, we'll be able to start playing, you know, you know, we're getting a better idea of what kind of games we're going to be playing. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, okay, so, um, all right, so that's that's the articles that have been published, but what we can quickly do is go through the, um, quickly go through the um, Adeptus Titanicus live stream and interview that happened on the 2nd of August. So that was with um, Andy Hoare and Chris Dowes. And that was on um, Twitch, um, 2nd of August. We'll throw links for that in the show notes. And there was a live stream game straight after it using, as you said before, what's out of the master box. Take took about an hour and a quarter, which is a really fun game actually. Um, and it really did show off quite a lot of the mechanics of the game. And yeah, because I think yeah, especially when you're trying to introduce a new game, the more you can show how good it's you know, how it plays and things. And I'm so I'm so relieved that Games Workshop have sort of embraced sort of live streaming of things now yeah yeah it's pretty fun and um yeah the game was the game was nice and i, I suppose that what's handy is that game you know between the contents of a grand master box that is for i but i i personally believe that's going to be the main type of game we see for a long long time yeah um yeah so um that that's the kind of game we're looking about so they talked about you know, they they talked about the possibility of in the future, for example, of doing um, command terminals for famous titans. Oh, okay, that's a good idea. It's so like you could issue command terminals for, say, the Deus Iras. Um, you know, the um, the the Legio Mortis. Oh yeah. One that um, that led the betrayal at uh, at uh, Isvan Three, and um, yes, um... eventually, you know, ripped down the walls of the Imperial Palace. Um, that's 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 one that uh, springs to mind. Um, yeah, I think it's in series. Yeah, sort of that sort of historic, uh, historic stuff, sort of the, the future history thing, isn't it? Um, but you know, we've all read the stories of these titans and the things that they've done. It'd be nice to. to know, it's the same with the special characters in the main game, isn't it? It's, it's having that connection with these you know, legends, as it were. Yeah, yeah. And then they showed off the, um, then they showed off the, the command terminal cards and they were saying, you know, you've got to, the, the command terminals, how it's got, uh, where the weapons cards go, it's, it's actually debossed. Um, that's, that's, just... so the weapons will just sit in there perfectly, the weapon yeah. cards. Um, and then they were saying about how the, cause some, somebody asked in the chat, you know, Thunderstrike about why not, why not any Thunderstrike gauntlets in the, um, on the models. Uh, of the knights, oh, right, yeah. and then it was basically at that scale, a Titan close combat weapon, you know, makes no difference whether it is a Thunderstrike gauntlet or a Reaper chainsword. It's the same yeah, thing at that scale. There aren't any small vehicles to pick up and throw around. So yeah, exactly. But they, you know, they may in the future release a um, a resin Thunderstrike gauntlet upgrade. Yeah. 
which I must admit would actually be pretty cool. Well, we've got all of the Forge World Knights as well, haven't we, as well? To... Yeah, all the Forge World Knights, which will hopefully be coming in the future. Yeah. Terastus um, Knights, for example. So, yeah. Whether they're plastic or resin, I don't know, but... but um, fingers crossed. Yeah. And then they had, uh, you know, uh, you know, basically um, talking about how pushing your reactor um, can end up with you awakening your machine spirit, which I think we've seen in one of the articles where they talked about the machine spirit table. Um, and, you know, you can have negative, positive and negative effects. So when it actually happened in the live stream game, what happened was they ended up with a haughty result. Yes, yeah, so that's um, basically you do nothing. That's it. You, you end your current action and... Um, doesn't do anything past that, does it? There are some quite interesting things on the, the list, actually. Yeah, like marching forward or shooting and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah, it's it's it, it's definitely got pluses and po- positives and minuses on that table. It's it's, it's going to add to the character as well because you know that there are going to be some players that just continuously took luck of the dice. You know they're going to keep getting those you know, those rolling threes or whatever. And their Titan is just going to get a reputation for being impetuous. Sort of adding to that sort of person and that character, isn't it? Which is quite good. Yeah, yeah. And then there was, um, and then they obviously emphasised that the Grandmaster box was limited um, because they've only um, produced a finite amount of them. And if it does come back, it may be sometime. Uh, we've heard February as a possible rough date. For the return of the Grandmaster box. Um, so what's that for now? Five, I think now. Six months or so, yeah. Something like that, from yeah. August, yeah. Yeah, about six months. Yeah. Uh, um, okay, so... Yeah, then, so... Um, interestingly, um, there was a picture shared yesterday on Facebook, one of the groups, of them um, saying that the Grandmaster box was made in China, but the um, the actual Wall of Titan was made in in England. Yeah. So it's a little bit, so a lot of people are assuming that the whole set is being made in China, but from what I understand, um, so I didn't think GW made any plastics abroad now. I thought it was, well, they make scenery abroad. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that we, that, that they've never, they don't make, um, they don't make the standard stuff abroad, you know, so you're, um, so you, you, I, I'm pretty sure from that. Um, so it looks like it's possibly been either the Warlord Titans and the Knights are being made here in the UK, shipped over to China, put in a box, and then shipped back here, or everything's being assembled here. Yeah. Who, who knows? But uh, from what I know that they've they've used Chinese things for printing in the past, haven't we? Well, yeah, all all the books are printed in China. Yeah. Because so. um, printing in the EU is stupidly expensive. Yeah. Um, so I don't know any any um, print any publisher that that actually still prints in the EU when it's big scale stuff. Okay, but, that's interesting. But yeah, so the the the, the, the stuff that we're, they're producing for for Adeptus Titanicus, uh, it looks like the rules box, for example, says "Made in China" on it. So it makes you wonder, you know, I mean, from what I understand, from what I was trying to say before was, um, it, it, the, where it says made in, generally speaking, refers to the majority of components in the box. Oh, okay. So for the, um, 
the Grand Master box, you know, if if only the knights and the warlords are being made in England. Yeah, and yeah, that everything else. You know, everything else. Yeah, and they're only a small proportion of that box, ultimately, aren't they? Yeah, and then, the important bit, well, yeah, then, then the books, portion. then the books and everything else are being made in China. Yeah. Um, they put made in China on it, but who knows? That's you know, I mean, enough. everything I, I, everything I know on that is super, you know, superstition. But uh, you know, assumption. But Games Workshop do make a big deal about how all the plastic models, apart from the scenery, are made in made in Nottingham. So, yeah, I don't know whether they're going to change whether that changes or, or anyway. Um, yeah, so. So information we got. So when you fire weapons, um, you hit the void shields first and then you do damage to the Titan and hits will either take down the void shields or do damage. They can't do both. So for example, if you're night banner, you're firing your, 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 your Gatling cannon first. It, it, you know, a bunch of those shots take down the void shield. If there are any extra beyond what's took down the void shield, they don't count. Yeah. They just, yeah. Spangle. So it's just a, Mass sort of. So we're generally going to see knights fire. Um, yeah, knights firing first, aren't we? Before we the titans sort of unleash on each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and apocalypse missile launchers. You know, you're going to fire them first to try and take down those void shields. So you can then your your volcano cannons can cannons. do bigger damage. So again, more more strategy. Uh, then the save for the um, knights, the ion shield save. Apparently, that's dependent on the number of knights that are in the banner. Okay. So, and the strength of the weapon. So, the more knights you have in it, the stronger the shields. Um, but obviously, against something like a volcano cannon, pretty useless. Yes. Um, as it should be. Yeah. Um, they describe knights as being like speedy grots that want to grab, backstab the titans and grab the objectives. <laughs> now, as a, as a man that hates grots. More than one reason. I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. um, but I can I can understand the analogy. You know, little yeah. tiny little dudes running around. And then then you've got a repair phase um, in which you repair different things depending on the dice you rolled. So, uh, for example, a warlord titan is said to have four servitor clades. Um, so you roll four dice to repair, yeah. and um, you know, depending on what you rolled, you do different things. So, for example, a six plus restores a fallen void shield. Um, a four, a five plus repairs a weapon, and a four plus vents plasma. Um, so you've got various different things you can do there, depending on what you rolled. Are um, there special dice coming out for this? There are special dice within the set. Um, 20 dice there are certain dice so you've got your your scatter dice good old-fashioned scatter dice oh, thank um you've got a a uh you know location dice um for where you've where you've hit the titan so you know legs weapon head body oh, okay example and you've got a reactor dice um which is for when you push your reactor um so yeah you've got a uh, if you target a particular um, part of the Titan. So if you say I am targeting the weapon, you've got a minus two to hit it, um, or minus two if you're within two inches of it. Uh, in melee, there's no penalty to choose. Um, otherwise, you roll a dice to see where the actual weapon hit. Just like the other dice. Yep. So yeah, because there's a lot of inspiration from the from the original. 
Yeah. And then as parts of the Titan get damaged, they become susceptible to further damage. Um, and then a scale of the, t- the scale of a Titan affects your shot. So for example, um, a Warlord's Apocalypse launchers have a minimum range of 10 inches. Which absolutely makes sense. And we see that with the, the Warlords in the, the main game, don't we? That they can't. Yeah. Once you're within their range, then they're you know, useless. So that'd be quite good for the, the, the Grot Knights and the Warhounds and everything too. Yeah. And the scale also affects how big an explosion happens when a Titan is destroyed or how far it falls down. Which is going to be the fun bit. Yeah. And so it also matters for victory points. So, you know, for killing Titans versus killing Knights, you get you get more victory points for killing a Titan. Uh, and the bigger Titans get get more points. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can charge other Titans. So we saw this in the game. It's sort of a rush against the other Titan with a free uh, D3 melee smash attack. So I guess at some point once, I mean, once the Warlords and everything get their close combat weapons, that that will that will change. Well, yeah, it'll, obviously the weapons will have their own stats. So. Yeah, so, yeah. So, and that was that was basically what we learned from the live stream in the game. So, yeah, yeah. So that's 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 pretty much all we've got so to cover today. Yeah, but that's quite a. When you think, I mean, that's pretty much all the fundamentals of that game that we've seen. So we've got a, a good idea of how it's going to, you know, a, a really rough idea of how it's it, it's going to play out in front of us. Yeah. I suppose the article that we've seen this week as well, just those little bits of rules. Um, there's little, you know, it, it just, nothing about this game is disappointing me so far. No, no, nothing, nothing. Same, same here. I am not, just, I'm not seeing anything that, that makes me worry or makes me go, I'm not sure about this. Everything I've seen has, has got me feeling excited. I mean, the price was a little, Oh, that's quite. That's a bit steep, but well, as I said, I you know, the, it's a specialist game. Yeah, it, it's gonna yeah. be. It's gonna be more pricey than, say, Kill Team, which only requires one squad. But you know, as such, it requires stuff off the shelf that are already selling. Um, you know, there's it, more. Yeah, it's different. It's different. I mean, I, I've said it before. Um, if you compare it to, if you compare titanicus to necromunda you're you know it's a completely different type of type of setup with necromunda they were able to reuse i mean terrain is a massive deal in necromunda but other than producing you know infantry models which let's face it gw can do with their eyes closed yeah they can now um yeah pretty much um the terrain already existed and in that live stream they sort of said you know Andy Hall basically said that, uh, yeah, we, we, we pushed forward, um, with, uh, Necromunda because we saw that excellent Shadow Wars terrain. Oh, just, yeah. So used the, it from there. It's just... There was a degree of, yeah, this game was, you know, the, uh, ne- Adaptus Titanicus would have been in the Necromunda spot had it not been for them seeing you know, it would have been seconds in the specialist games release had it not been for them seeing the, the Shadow Wars terrain and going, actually, you know, that works. Yeah. Here's, yeah, here's something else that we can use. Right, let's just... Yeah. And that makes sense, because that's a, 
it's given them more time to develop this game as well. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'd rather have a game that's well-developed yeah. than a game which has been, you know, rushed. Yeah, exactly. Because I think it's because I think we're probably what six to eight months later than we thought we were going to be with this. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, you know, that's in games production time. I mean, I imagine that actually producing the miniatures and everything. Well, they they said that was two years' work. Yeah. So, but allowing themselves that bit of extra breathing space, just to make sure that everything is. And we've because we've seen changes from like what they from what they from when they originally started speaking about this you know originally it was going to be you know two to three titans per army and now we've sort of that's been pushed up as it were you know we've been out to about five or six titans mm-hmm. you know it's, it's clear to see that in the extra time they've allowed themselves it's been developed that you know that bit more which is great yeah yeah definitely so what are your what are your at, at this early point? What are your plans, sort of, in regards to your legion or legions? Well, I'm going to do Legio Ignatum, the, the fire wasps, yeah. um, because in um, 28 mil I have a knight army and it's Tyrannus, um, and I okay. figured I want to do a Martian legion. Um, I must admit, I'm I, I'm still toing and froing about doing Tempestus, because. Um, Tempestus is a different colour to Tyrannus and it might work. I don't know. Yeah. I'm still I'm I'm still toing and froing on that on that front. Um whether to do Ignatum or uh Tempestus. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going with Ignatum. Yeah. Um but it's the um the hazard stripes on the yes. on the them which which is terrifying me. Well you get um because there's a lot of templates and things like that you can use now, I guess. Yeah, well, I've ordered some of the Tamiya masking tape, the two millimeter stuff. Oh yeah, the two mil stuff. Because yeah. there's an excellent tip in this month's White Dwarf on how to do, uh, you know, stripes. I think it's just, mm. I, I can't remember which legio it's a tip for, but it is literally layer the whole area with strips side next to each other, and then the, remove the bit the ones that you don't like, so it creates a consistent distance between yeah. the stripes. It's a good idea. Yeah, so I, I probably will be doing Ignatium. It's just it's it's stripes and of course um yellow and i hate painting yellow <laughs> who doesn't uh, yeah i did a i did an i end and um because oh, yeah, when the yeah. when the um when they released the the eldar book and they did the supplement with the i end and i was like yeah i want to do i end and they, they're awesome and i was like no <laughs> no i didn't realize how bad painting yellow was oh, yeah this so with the Imperial Fists, you know, I can feel your pain on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you think... So you're going to go for the Axiom? That's going to be yeah, I'm going to start with an Axiom and then build from there. Because, for example, the Venator, um, which is the, the other one that we know the um, the makeup of right mm. now, um, is a Reaver and four Warhounds. So if you start with the Axiom, um, the Venator is literally two Warhounds away from that, uh, after that. Yeah. And there's a, there's a rumor from Warhammer Fest, uh, not Warhammer Fest, um, the Specialist Games Open Day. Um, I didn't hear it myself. I got it secondhand, but it's from a trustworthy source who I literally did see speaking to Tony um, okay. and talking about this. I just didn't hear this part of the conversation where they said that the um, the Warhound will come in packs of two 
and it will have all available weapon options on the sprue. Nice. Well, because in the yeah, images the, that we saw... We on saw the pictures, you see three different weapons. So Yeah, absolutely. It, it means there's, there's some credibility to that to that statement, um, in, in my opinion, anyway. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the... the I will. I will. Get, I've got seventy quid in Games Workshop vouchers that I got from selling an Empire Army. Um, the the rest of the money was PayPal'd over to me, and I used that to pay for my um, to pay for my um, my uh, Grandmaster box. Oh, the Grandmaster box, yeah. Which I split between me and Graham. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, we got got that and a rule set. Uh, another rule set. It was eighty nine quid each. And yeah, we're just going to share the terrain. Put it down. Yeah. Put it down Good. the club. Uh, did you split your Grandmaster box with anyone? I'd love to say yes, but I haven't done yet. Um, whether I do down the line, sort of, I don't know. If sort of, our other brother, I don't necessarily know how interested he is in playing it himself. If that makes sense. Yeah, he'll probably play it with us, but with but our social group. But um, like he didn't. Um, bother making any of the purchases at the weekend because I think for him he plays a lot of other miniatures games and it's just one more that he's probably not going to get around to playing so yeah I think yeah I feel I that I feel be. that pain I, I I a few years ago I was playing just about everything I could get my hands on you know did yeah. a bit dystopian wars but did Malifaux a bit of everything and I just sort of sat down and I'm like no I, I you know obviously people who listen to the show know I have brain damage so I can't handle s- too much stuff and I was just yeah. getting confused with all the different rule sets, so I said, "Right, I'm just going to stick with a few select games, yeah, and stick to that." So yeah, I, I feel his pain there because there are some amazing models out there for <coughs> other games. Yeah, absolutely. Except that ruddy um, beard in Malifaux. Sorry. This is there's this model with a beard in Malifaux. Oh. Okay. It is the most dreadful model I have. <laughs> I, I threw that model in the bin. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, 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 but no, see, I haven't split my box, so I can. Yeah. So I'm. Yes, yeah, so I've got. I'm going to have two warlords. I said I bought an extra box of knights. Yeah, yeah. For that, um, that, that's how I think. Probably what I would do. Uh, in my mind at the moment, I've got an idea of getting, like perhaps one reaver, and then, maybe, if the boxes of warhounds come in boxes of two then probably get a couple of boxes of those yeah yeah me too because having the warlords having two warlords you know that's quite a lot of firepower um I, uh, that's sort of why it's a loose idea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah as for the as for the legion i'm going to do i'm making my own one up nice um so i'm not after painting gold and and yellow for the last eight years of my hobby life uh, I've gone for a, a light blue because I looked at the paint scheme that Anuj did mm-hmm. oh the really, the sea the, 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 the sea dweller one yeah I really like that blue so I'm going to so I've used I've ordered some um, Vallejo airbrush paints I'm just going to sort of either find an old contempt of dreadnought somewhere maybe over the next couple of days and just play with those and see how I think it works. But yeah, they're going to be a traitor legion as well. So that's, that'd be a change for me. Yeah. Have you ordered your magnets? I haven't. I'll be doing that tomorrow. 
because I just last I, I I completely forgot about it actually I'll be honest until you mentioned it um, ah. yesterday and so yeah I'll probably do that tomorrow just to make sure they're here I'd, yeah. ideally I'd <laughs> I would my friend Adam who's also ordered the Grandmaster box set and I didn't think he's splitting it he was trying to say oh should we get a game in on Monday I was like it's a nice idea but I'm not sure I'm going to have enough physical time to just assemble everything that needs to be built to get a game in in a day Um, and that's before I you know girlfriend life yeah it could be tricky. I'm going to so, try and get one built um, probably next week. Yeah. Uh, my, my, I say one. My Warhound. My Warlord, sorry. Because um, yeah. I've only got one. <laughs> um, and then depends on whether the magnets arrive in time or not. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're not so much of an issue because we're only going to have that one weapons load out for... I suppose an indeterminate amount of time because they haven't told us when we're going to get weapon upgrades, have they? So. No, no. But at Warhammer Fest, they did say it will be a, a relatively relentless schedule of releases. There will be releases um, constantly up until Christmas. Yeah, that's good. Cause so the last thing, they, well, the, last thing the, the, the game will need is it becoming stale very quickly. Yeah, I mean, once you've got the, the basic units out there, and there's only, you know, there's only so many basic units that you need to do you don't need to do that many um once you've got Um, all the basic units out there so your reaver your warhounds your your warlord your knights you can settle down a bit and let people get on with those isn't it it's just yeah you know you haven't got to redo models you're just doing bits that go on the existing models yeah all right so i think what we'll do is we'll call it we'll call it a show there yeah and then we'll um we'll speak we'll see you guys again another time um i'm we'll see um, how how we get on, and maybe we'll do a engine kill segment again um, in the in the regular show or on a, a, another yeah. drag core soon. See how we get on with it. Yeah. So thanks for listening, um, and uh, hope hope you all enjoy your your mini titans. Yeah, enjoy it. And obviously, feel free to once you started, you know, painting them up. Feel free to you know send us pictures on the Facebook page, and we'll have. Oh yeah, yeah. We want to see pictures of your titans. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll try and put ours up there. Yeah. Um, I might even go so bold as to put a picture up or two, even with my entirely suspect painting. Yeah, you never put pictures up. I really because no, I, I can't paint for toffee. Yeah, yeah, and, and pop them on Instagram as well because that seems to be where we see a lot of the the heresy yeah. photos seem to, to seem to concentrate on there. I really need to get you on Graham using the Instagram account. Yes, but social media is a you know, if I could use the wireless, then I'm happy. <laughs> All right, then. All right. Well, we'll speak to you later, guys. Have fun. And yeah, thanks for joining me, Chris. And thank you, Chris. Speak to you soon.